1: Good evening and welcome to Clyde One Super Scoreboard James Forrest is backing Celtic to take their ruthlessness into Europe against Cluj tomorrow building on Sunday's last minute winner against Mitchell and as the aim for Rangers according to Scott Arfield and financial uncertainty at Partick Thistle as lottery winner Colin Weir withdraws his support I'm Gordon Duncan joining me tonight is Gordon Diel and Roger Hanna oh,
2: Big European away week for Celtic for Rangers and for Aberdeen all starts in Romania tomorrow evening for Neil Lennon's men I believe Neil Will be holding his press conference Over there in the next 15 minutes It's a kind of midweek You would expect the Scottish teams To go and park the bus Poor old Partick Don't even have one anymore
3: Yeah, <laughs> Good one Roger Yes uh, obviously Disappointing news for party Thistle This afternoon Gordon With uh, Colin Mayer pulling out there uh, But it's all about The European campaign this week uh, Celtics kick off tomorrow night in Romania, and then obviously Rangers and Aberdeen, and Thursday. So hopefully, fingers crossed, I'll be the same results. I think that we've still got a fair chance that three teams or three Scottish teams can make it through.
1: Oh one four one nine five one one zero two five. That's the number you need to get in touch tonight on Twitter. We are at Clyde SSB and Roger Scottish Football. The league season came back with a bang at the weekend. It never disappoints because we are, we are right in that middle ground between looking back on some of the big talking points on. And off the pitch at the weekend And also previewing the European action as well
2: Yeah well as a man who was at Livingston versus Motherwell For super scoreboard on Saturday It didn't come back with too much of a bang for <laughs> me um, I'm looking forward to this weekend and hopefully a goal But other than that game there, there were stories everywhere Celtic hitting 7 against St Johnson Putting down a marker Rangers scoring that dramatic last minute winner 5 goals in what looked like a fantastic game of Petaudry on Sunday Between Aberdeen and Hearts a late win for Hibbs A really good win Coming back to the top flight For Ross County as well So stories galore And as Daz says Hopefully Three Scottish teams Through to the playoff round And ties Which If you look at them You know They're not the worst They could have got The three teams
1: Did you enjoy uh, your Opening weekend Gordon? Your return yeah. for the new season You've got your new hairdo You've the a Warm weather training camp mm-hmm. Under your belt
3: ready yeah. to go it's, it's probably the best um, For a long long time Gordon I've been too many A flag day and the build up before it and excitement with supporters and everything, Celtic actually got a standing ovation at half time. They were that good. And you can say whatever you want against St Johnston, but St Johnston were very lucky to get out of Celtic Park only losing seven. I thought in opening day, the way Celtic went about their business, they were absolutely terrific. Christie getting a hat trick just that was icing the cake for him. A lot of us pundits have got him player a year. Um, But then you look at Aberdeen, terrific win at home against Hearts, they'll be trying to challenge as well and then obviously Rangers getting that last minute winner that a lot of Rangers supporters are delighted with because they said last season that wouldn't have happened Gordon, so a lot to play for still.
1: And we tend to specialise in off the field stuff in this part of the world. Roger, the Kelly Trust have issued a statement this afternoon, so that that situation isn't Going away, it's snowballing at the moment As all the different parties uh, chuck their opinion in
2: Yeah, and I I think it's important That the SPFL stand up And make a judgement on this Because at the minute, it's just a war of words Rangers saying one thing, Kilmarnock saying the other thing Rangers saying they'd warned Kilmarnock About these issues in in the past About the entry system and problems of fans getting in To Rugby Park Kilmarnock denying that these conversations took place Um, What we do know Is that That small, very small minority of Rangers fans Should not have been on the roof of the disabled section They should not have been on the pitch at Rugby Park But there clearly were problems at the entry system at Rugby Park as well And all of this needs to be addressed Because as this season goes on Rangers will carry huge supports wherever they go in the Premiership Celtic will carry huge supports wherever they go in the Premiership We cannot have these supporters going and have
1: health and safety issues each and every week It's Tuesday night, we're looking back on the weekend's action We're looking forward to European qualification We've got an English transfer window that closes in a couple of days How will that impact our clubs? What's on your mind? 0141 Let's hear from you James Forrest says Celtic were ruthless against St Johnston, And Neil Lennon keeps on pushing them to add to their goal tally He's expecting a completely different test against Cluj tomorrow But thinks they're good enough to get through the tie
4: we played St Johnson last year and they, they always make it hard for us as well but I think Saturday I think we were, we were ruthless and I think we, we just kept creating chances and uh, just one of the days that the, the, the goals kept coming but I think I uh, think yeah, no, we, as I said, like, it's, it's obviously different in Europe and especially going, going away to Clues. It's, we, know, we know it's going to be uh, a, a really difficult game and, as I said, I think we've got the, the players in the squad to, to deal with it and, and hopefully get a, a positive result. Every manager plays it, plays dif- different ways and I think that's just, uh, everyone knows that. But, as I said, like the manager here is like, ruthless. So he wants, we, we were 3-0 up at half-time the other day and he's he's wanting to make sure we go out and win the second half as well. And, uh, you've seen that I think for, for 90 minutes on Saturday We, we just kept going We want we not as, as many goals But at the same time we've got the clean sheet as well So we've got a lot of good attacking players in the, in the squad as well like Boys coming on off the bench and, and Saturday and, and, and getting on score sheet as well So I think that's that's a real confidence boost to, to everyone in the squad That
1: has long since been the challenge for our clubs in Europe Particularly uh, well Celtic in recent years Roger, they're the ones who have been involved in most of the European action It's how do you take the convincing domestic performances and recreate them in a completely different environment Against completely different opposition Well,
2: they've shown an aptitude for it in the last couple of years Getting back into the Champions League groups um, First couple of rounds this year They've dealt with very well Sarajevo could have been awkward right at the very start They for me were at a level above the teams You should be getting in a first qualifying round And to be honest Gordon I think at the start If someone had said to Neil Lennon Listen, you'll get Cluj in the third qualifying round you get Slavia Prague in the fourth qualifying round I think that's a scenario Neil Lennon would have taken Particularly when you see the form Celtic have started the season in there were, there, And it is a different Of course St Johnson at home is different from Cluj away But you couldn't ask to be in any better fettle Going to Romania for this game tomorrow night
3: Yeah, the the one thing that was noticeable in Just listening to James Forrester, Gordon, in, in the interview Neil Lennon has got a different approach approach From Brendan Rodgers um, It was noticeable on Saturday That Brendan liked to keep the ball He would make 20 passes at the back Before the ball went forward Neil Lennon encourages his players To get that ball forward as quickly as he possibly can and I think it helps the forward players. I think it helps Christy Forrest. Johnson I thought was excellent as well. Edwards link up play was very, very good. McGregor and Brown just sat there and played balls. Ayer broke forward. They go into this game tomorrow night and they must begin in with a lot of confidence. I think they can score over there. And if they do that and are very, you know, tight at the back, then I think they've got a great chance of progressing. One of the main
1: Sticks used to beat Brendan Rodgers with Roger And listen You can hardly question The domestic record Given the trophies he won But it was always about Europe And um, an an inability Or an unwillingness To to change away from home Against difficult opposition I I, I don't know if Clue's Quite fit into that bracket Where where you would have to do that What what are you expecting In terms of approach For Celtic tomorrow?
2: I think unwillingness Is probably the word Um, Neil Lennon is more Pragmatic, I think than Brendan Rogers. He would be willing to change his philosophy To a slightly more defensive one If he felt the need um, Brendan always wanted to go And play his way Regardless of the opposition Or the venue or, or or whatever And sometimes as you say That was used as a stick to beat him with I would expect Neil Lennon to go there um, I would expect Celtic to be reasonably solid um, Don't be surprised if it's Adjer and Samunovic And then beat on in Brown in front of them Tomorrow night and maybe someone like Michael Johnson maybe doesn't start the game it's maybe McGregor and Christie and Forrest in behind Odson Edward you know trying to mm. trying to just get a result there that keeps the tie Well in Celtic's favour I think Celtic would take A 1-1 there I think Celtic would take A 0-0 there And bring it back To Celtic Park Next Tuesday night
1: What do you think of that Gordon Because the I I imagine There's a groundswell Of opinion out there That fitness permitting You just go with the same Team as the weekend They won won 7-0 It was the perfect performance But Roger's already Suggesting there might be Changes to to try and adapt To that European arena
3: It depends how the manager Sees it Gordon The The first thing He's got to do Bring the game back To Celtic Park Make sure you're still In the tie that's that's exactly what he's got to do tomorrow night. What
1: would your guess be then? Stick with the winning formula um, or adapt?
3: I think that the only change if everybody was fit, the only change if Neil's away from home, he might look at a more defensive with Johnson coming out of the team. And although the lad I thought he set everything going With his goal He turned the the defence of St Johnson inside out Terrific goal And all of a sudden Celtic were just in the front foot And they were just creating chances And scoring for fun I think that Neil looking away from home uh, Going to be a tough test he might, if he was going to make one change, he might just leave out Mikey Johnson and bring in a more experienced defensive player.
1: 0141 951 1025. John is in What's on your mind tonight, John?
5: Hi, Roger, Gordon and Gordon. Hello, Hi John. Uh, no, it was just, I wonder, it's mostly you, uh, Roger, at this point, the first, my first point. Have you heard, I've heard me things through the grapevine that Brendan Rodgers is going to actually try and come in and sign Carl McGregor before this window.
2: Closes. Have you heard that Through the pipeline Roger Well there's no doubt That Brendan There's a number of Celtic players Brendan likes um, Callum McGregor Been one Christopher had Been one Hope i pronounced that right Kieran Tierney Is obviously <laughs> another one As well uh, Brendan's got a lot of money To spend now 80 odd million For Harry Maguire um, I don't think he could rule Anything out at all the uh, thing Are that... people putting Two and two together No be... no listen Gordon Gordon The point John makes you right Brendan Rodgers Huge admirer of Callum McGregor That's an open secret Everyone knows that I think where this Might fall down is I honestly can't see Celtic Selling Callum McGregor right now I could see them selling Kieran Tierney Before Thursday at 5 o'clock I don't think there's any way Celtic would sell Callum McGregor at the minute
1: Is the Christopher Iyer one More glaring Just simply because We know that Leicester have Got a lot of money And and have lost a central defender And all the rest
2: of it Not at all Um, Big Chris has been a player transformed
1: <laughs> I'm going to have to add some context here Roger Hanna's been getting a bit of stick mm. on social media For his pronunciation of what what you and I would say i or you, you tend to go for adger uh, You've been even getting a bit of stick And you're, you're you're backing down You're going for Big Chris from now on I promised
2: mm. last week from from this week on It would be Big Chris <laughs> And then someone pointed out to me Christopher Julian's even bigger <laughs> But I can sp- pronounce Julian Medium sized um, Chris Big Chris has been probably Celtic's most improved player in the last year or 18 months People are coming to watch him, AC Milan, have watched him recently And Brendan Rogers has had a you know, first-hand view of Ager's improvement So you might see him as one for the future He's actually well off for central defenders He's with Harry Maguire away, Johnny Evans is still there Philip Benkovic, if you remember, is still there Wes Morgan The captain When they won the title Is still there Soyunku The big Turkish central defender Is there as well So it's not to say He's going mm. to go And spend a lot of this money On a like-for-like replacement Right now For Harry Maguire But Azure And McGregor Are definitely ones he likes
1: uh, John We are going to find out In the next couple of days What impact The change In the English transfer window Has on us because we're quite selfish. We're not really bothered what it means to them. But what does it mean for us though? Is there going to be a knock-on effect? Are, are you worried about losing Celtic players between now and then?
5: Well, I don't, as I say, I, I don't know because uh, I know I've, I've heard a wee story as well that I know it was supposed to be uh, Living Cham has been unhappy, but apparently now he, I think he's, he feels wanted under Neil. Not I mean, so I don't know. As I said, there, there is as Gordon always said there's, a play, there's definitely a player in him. Not I mean. It's just if he's got his head together, know what I mean, because he's a smashing player when he's on, his, when he wants to be. So as I say, but I, I wouldn't want to lose Cal McGregor. Not I mean, I think he's the, I mean, he's the, the man that's going to take off for Scott Brown. Not I mean, in the long run. But
3: yeah, Johnny. One thing I noticed about Cham at the weekend, I was just watching him when he came on. He looked, uh, he looked very lively. He got his goal obviously, which helps. He uh, looks like he's a lad that's maybe just had a chat with Neil Lennon and uh, settled down a little bit. And I think he now knows that he's in for a fight because he is a very talented player, you've got to say, but he's in for a fight if he's going to claim the number one position in the middle of the park against, for instance, Brown, who's a captain, and McGregor, who's probably one of the top players and first on that team sheet every week. So he needs he needs he needs to get himself back in the right frame of mind. And start challenging to see If he can get a regular game But it will be very difficult But done sell no harm whatsoever Because he come on look lively And as I say he got a good goal
5: John you got another point? I just, uh, As I said uh, Gordon I, and the guys, I, I wasn't a fan of Neil getting the job right But as I, I said to Gordon off earlier uh, I was in the game in Saturday It was my 50th on Saturday So one of my mates I haven't got a season book now But my big mate Big Martin gave us a, a G, And it was brilliant And see the way the difference, and I don't get me wrong. I mean, obviously we don't like Brendan Rogers for what he done, right? But we can't complete. We can't about his, his record in domestic football. But the way Celtic get the ball forward, as Gordon earlier on there, it was it was night and day. And as you say, I think it does. It benefits the forwards and even the attacking midfielders. And as I've been on here for the last two years, championing about Ryan Christie, I think he's been proved right now. And I would like Mister Dweedy to come on the morning night and admit that it was wrong because I was on last year and said to Mister Aguiar. Ryan Christie making it he, said he didn't think we'd ever make it to
3: Celtic So I hope Mark can come on tomorrow and admit it to me John, to, to be fair to Mr Guidi As you call him uh, I don't think he was the only one Because when Ryan Christie came to Celtic at first I thought, no, I don't, I don't fancy him to You know, claim a regular spot He went to Aberdeen Which was the best decision that Celtic And Ryan Christie's ever made Uh, They worked very hard in his his fitness and a bit of strength work as well. And the boy is the most improved footballer in in, in Scotland by a country mile. His hat-trick, okay, the goalkeeper helped him for the second one. But his first and his third goals were just a player that's playing with so much confidence. And I've got to say... Mr. Gwede was not the only one that had probably written Ryan Christie off. I think we'd a Celtic fan on the phone
1: last night who admitted as much. He he didn't Mm. think, you know, he certainly couldn't see this one coming. I noticed a lot of you guys, uh, you pundits, tipped him to be player of the year before the games even kicked off Um, on Saturday. Clearly, there's still a long, long way to go, but you just wonder how he's going to cope with. Being the, the main man or perceived to be one of the main men up until now, it's been about trying to sort of force his way in and, and prove that he belongs to be there. And um, now it seems as if it's it's his to
3: lose. After well, watching him, sorry, Roger, after watching him on Saturday, Gordon, he believes he can be the main man. He's just fully confident. His goals sum up for me. The first one he takes, and I'm sitting, you know, I've got a great angle of it, and it's a terrific finish. No goalkeeper's getting near that. Second one, as I say, yeah, he, he had a shot at goals. Goalkeepers, Ander Clark was shocking for it And his third one, to get the hat-trick as well His movement's incredible it must be, you know, play against him Teams come to Celtic Park and try to play against that His movement is so good, uh, he's so hard to pick up He can finish, his touch is great His timing of the runs are great As I said, I didn't see that coming as well But he's the uh, most improved player in Scottish football at
2: You talk there as if there's some sort of pressure on Ryan Christie No pressure on Ryan Christie at the minute Gordon I'll tell you who the pressure's on Tom Roggage How's Tom Roggage going to get back into that Celtic team
1: well, nice problem to have I guess mm-hmm. If you're Neil Lennon 01419511025 Big thanks to John on the line uh, Like I say, Tuesday night So we're caught right in the middle Of looking back on the weekend's Biggest talking points And looking ahead to a massive, massive week Of European qualification In terms of the Rangers camp We're going to hear from Scott Arfield next Give us a call
0: Clyde One Super Scoreboard With Thompsons Road Accident Solicitors The compensation you deserve When you've been sidelined Talk to Thompsons.com
1: Roger well, Johanna and Gordon D. L. are here. Give us a call or tweet us at Clyde SSB looking back on the weekend's biggest talking points and previewing a huge couple of days in European qualification as well. At Partick Thistle fans, quite keen to hear from you. After seven, we're going to take a closer look at what's been happening. It's been a turbulent couple of days, various reports coming out, the club trying to respond to those, and now the news this afternoon. Uh, that the financial backing from Colin Weir has been withdrawn So let us know uh, how concerned you are Or if you, you think this will all turn out well in the end You tell us 01419511025 Celtic are now in Romania Ahead of tomorrow night's qualifier Neil Lennon's press conference is very soon So we'll keep you up to speed If he says anything of note Let's look at Rangers' situation Scott Arfield's looking for them to build On their last minute winner against Comarnock When they face Mitchelland on Thursday He says he saw flashes of their potential on Sunday and the group that Steven Gerrard's assembled Has the right mentality to, to succeed
6: Yeah and that's the thing that we spoke about At the end of last season It's the thing that spoke about during the season And again that's what we're, what we're saying here uh, At the start of the season So as, as long as we go as, as strong as possible As long as possible then uh, we can keep going, and we can. We've got leaders in there. that's going to step up big times. But it is a mentality thing, that's it. That's the sort of mentality that the, the managers brought into uh, this group of players. It's what he's banging on about to go as long as possible. And I think if you look at other teams, when <coughs> when we concede goals, you know they go into a, they get momentum going forward, and, and rightly so. So we're hoping that that's. Um, that's obviously going to going to be with us, and European adventure is another one that we're going to do, so we're going to that that game on Thursday. Um, enjoyment about going playing for this football club and going play in another country and, and taking it to them, and hopefully we can get a good result to bring back again, and, and hopefully that momentum stays with us. What was I thinking in the first time? I think you've seen the seen, um, flutters with it. Moving the ball across the pitch and um, creating chances, so I think in terms of the, the quality play that we've got in, the strength and depth, um, it's been well well documented how, how well we've done in, in terms of that But the biggest thing for me is, is the characters that's been brought in and, and ready to have a right good go at it and, um, and hopefully it's a good season for us
3: Yeah, just listening to Scott Arfield there I think that the Rangers players were delighted with the result You can look at it both ways um, Alec Ray, who was doing the game for us down at Rugby Park Said that on Sunday, get out of jail a lot of Rangers supporters delighted with the, the fighting spirit, um, probably saying, well, last season we would have went on, maybe lost it, or just got a point. But uh, you've got to give credit to Rangers. Uh, they dug deep and eventually got it. I don't agree with them in the first half about, you know, passing the ball about and creating chances. I don't think Rangers create it a lot on Sunday. Two set plays got them the goals. Uh, they're very dangerous at that. You've got to say The two centre-halves Attack the ball Very, very well indeed And uh, it's all about The delivery as well For Tavenier Arfield was there To put the ball In the back of the net Catty's has got You know A good header on it Good save from the goalkeeper But it's just about Being in the right place At the right time Arfield's one of these players I think he'll be a big player For Rangers this season I like him I like him This forward uh, role I think he's very dangerous Makes really, really good runs But uh I just think that at the weekend after what happened on Saturday, it was so, so important for Rangers to get the three points in the bag, forget the display, forget the fact that it was down at Rugby Park. They got the three points, they got the job done. And that's the thing, though, is we could sit here and talk all night in a negative way about Rangers' performance. For
2: me, they were too passive for a long periods of time. There wasn't enough pace in the team, there wasn't enough width in the team at 1 0. You got the impression They thought Oh this is it done And we'll just pass the ball about nicely And we'll just keep it And we won't press on They didn't show that Sort of attacking mentality That Celtic had shown 24 hours earlier We could go about this all night But they won the game Yeah They came back From a late setback And they won the game And they'll get better Rangers could rightly turn around And say Pitcher Comarmouth It was off a drive You know on Sunday They couldn't get the passing game going They couldn't play the expansive stuff They like on that surface But they won the game And with only 37 league games left for joint top of the table, they're
3: they're going to have days like that. And (laughs) Celtic Celtic will be the same as well. And they get away from home, and the performances will not be what everybody wants them to be. But the most important thing, first and foremost, when you start a game, is the three points, Gordon. Yeah, Yeah, it, it helps if, like, if you achieved what Celtic achieved on Saturday, Flown football, plenty of chances, great football to watch. That was brilliant. But at the end of the day, it's still a three points. That was always going to be a difficult game. I thought Kamarnock's build-up to the game was was shocking, I've got to say. Only having two competitive games. And I was very confident Rangers would win the game. But as it went 1-1, you're now thinking, right, you need to show a bit of character. Did Kilmarnock and perhaps prove you wrong in that regard? I think, I think, um, yeah, well, you've got to say they probably did. But I think that what suited up was the fact that it was Rangers there was a decent crowd there Players get a lift from that Gordon I think mm. if that had been a Hearts, I think Kilmarnock would have fell flat <laughs> in their face It'll be
2: fascinating to see They've now got Hamilton Aki's back to back In the Premiership And then in the Betfred Cup And you're right Those two games will be crucial for That can actually set the tone For Kilmarnock's mm. season Because they're not getting hammered Because they've lost the Rangers
1: Lose a couple of times to Hamilton They're under pressure John's a Rangers fan in Hamilton What's on your mind tonight John?
7: I'm just wanting to see if there's any truth in the Morelos to Brentford deal with £15 million.
1: Pounds. Roger Hannah well, uh, here's one for you.
2: Listen John, it's a wee bit the, the previous John when he called asking about a Callum McGregor and Leicester City. I'm sure there is plenty of interest. Brentford have just landed £20 million pounds for Neil Mopey going to Brighton. Um, they need a striker. They lost at home to Birmingham at the weekend without scoring a goal. I am quite sure that they have a long list of strikers... Potential targets I'm quite sure Alfredo Morelos Will feature somewhere On that long list But as we sit here At half past six On the Tuesday night As far as I know Brentford have not been In touch with Rangers About a deal That's not to say It won't happen Between now and five o'clock On Thursday Because There will be deals Between now and then That none of us Ever thought Mm. of
1: Brentford have a very Specific model Roger as well I mean they may deviate from that, but the chances of them spending most of the 20 million they just brought it, in are, are it, 10 to It looks it, like it's quite slim based on their model. they
2: deviated a couple of times lately. You know, they signed Pontus Jansen from Leeds United, who was a, an older centre half than they would normally go for. They appointed him club captain. They actually tried to sign Max Lowe, who'd been at Aberdeen last season. They tried to sign him from Derby at the weekend. They're a bit knocked back I would expect them to go back in And try and get them again So they are spending a little bit more money But they can afford to, Gordon Because they're getting a lot of money in um, Notably the £20 million for Mopi So it's interesting to see what they do They will buy a striker They'll bid for a striker I'm just not sure it's going to be Morelos What do you think, John?
7: Uh, I hope it's not Morelos I've got another quick point If I've got a minute,
2: Sure
7: uh, It's just uh, the media outcry The Rangers fans on Sunday How they're getting Tarnished with this, they brought the disabled shed and stuff. But Celtic done this at Pitodri in 2017. There was no mention of it, and also over social media and various newspapers, there's Rangers sectarian singings everywhere, but there was no mention of the Celtic banner at the weekend when there's a child abuse scandal going on at Celtic. Then, and there's no mention of that, uh,
1: remind me of the, the, sh- the bus shelter. Eh, the bus shelter, the disabled shelter at Pitodri. Did that? Did that one collapse, John?
2: It didn't collapse
7: uh, more, that's, but that's
1: probably why There's not the same Comparison Roger I mean it's difficult well, To remember every well, time well, A fan I'll, I'll has, a has been on top the of The
2: Rangers fans Shouldn't have been on it At Kilmarnock And the Celtic fans Shouldn't have been on it At Aberdeen Whether it collapsed or not Because they don't know It's not going to collapse When they got on it So I've seen the footage Of the Celtic fans At Pitaudry Listen They shouldn't have been on it It's as simple as that Go to the football And try to behave yourselves
1: Thank you very much John In Hamilton 0141 951 1025 Still loads of time to get your calls in However, uh, on Twitter At Clyde SSB Neil Lennon is speaking at the moment in Romania uh, I'll keep you up to speed if he says anything of note oh, There's one in fact on uh, El Hamed's injury He's included in the squad And he makes the game Simple as that So there you go Gordon
3: Yeah good news uh, I was quite impressed with him at the weekend In fact I was I was going as far to say I was quite impressed with the two full backs Gordon uh, right, okay, people will point the finger at St Johnston, And, you know, for, for beat them And Troas beat them in the Bedford Cup But it doesn't matter It's just, you, you've you got a feeling for players uh, It was the first time I've, I've watched the two full-backs And I've got to say They looked very good N- indeed Neil N- 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 Leonard picked, N- yeah. picked them yeah. out, didn't he? Neil Leonard picked them out and
2: Alison did the post-match interview on Saturday evening He mentioned the two fullbacks And obviously As I said I was at Lummings I didn't see the game <laughs> And it was at the back of my mind That I wonder if he's just Trying to give the two new lads A wee
1: jolly up By no, mentioning them they It's interesting you, you said, it. You said yeah. they played well, well yeah. Let's speak to Craig Who's a Rangers fan on the line Hi Craig
8: Hi Gordon Hi Gordon Roger um, Yeah well, Sort of couple of points I to make The first thing um, Just the game at the weekend There and Even the game before that Against Progress Where I've, I felt we've maybe been a wee bit flatter um, than previous games we played in pre-season I just want to ask Roger and, and Gordon do any of you think that Gerard actually knows what his strongest start in the living is because I don't think he does I don't even know what that strongest starting eleven the living is because he's got so many players including players to combat like Glenn Kamara and Jamie Murphy and the rest of it as well that could easily slot into that team and I think that might pose a difficulty for him um, in, in working that out really
3: and also, uh, Craig, um, he's brought in two centre backs that wasn't involved. They weren't involved in in Sunday. Uh, he's paid a lot of money for one, um, so that's a decision that he'll have to make. But I think what his aim this season was purely was the fact of having a look at his bench when he needed to make substitutions and knowing that he had strength to go on there and keep the quality up. Whereas last season, I think that Steven Gerrard looked at the bench sometimes and thought, I'm not going to improve anything here. It's not going to make it any better. So I think that's why he's got such a big squad now and he'll need that squad because there's a lot of games to be played over the course of a season. Injuries, suspensions, everything comes into it. I'll be interested to see who probably plays the majority at the back whose two centre-halves will be. Um, you look at in Sunday, Cattage and Golston, who played last year together for a, a, a spell, they end up getting the, the goals. Well, <coughs> Cattage makes the goals for Arfield mm. and then Golston scores a winner. Always look dangerous at set plays. So uh, just now, I don't think he will know what his strongest eleven is, but I'm sure by the time the end of the month comes, and he goes to Ibrox To play Celtic I think you'll see Strongest the, the 11 listen,
2: It's a valid point Craig makes Do you know I think Football's changed though The, the, the days of a First 11 the, the, You know You couldn't pick the, What's Manchester City's First 11 Gandhi only changes it Every week What's Liverpool's First 11 mm. Klopp changed that Midfield every week And quite often changed The centre half Alongside Van Dijk So I think the days of You know Managers saying Oh this is my Strongest 11 I think those days have gone Because teams They're, they're rotated They play so often Now it managers don't don't think anything. That they routinely make. Two, three, four 3, 4 changes every week So you don't a, need to have A strongest 11 You'll
3: stability. have a nucleus a, a manager will have You know About 5 players in his mind That you yeah. think yeah, I'll play exactly, them But that's not yeah. 11 then is no, it? No I'll play them probably most weeks If they're available and fit Unless they look a bit tired Near the end of the season And then he'll fit Other squad yeah. players I mean, in so
2: To answer Craig's question and your 5 or 6 You speak about McGregor will play every week When he's not suspended mm. Tavernier is a captain Will play every week it Looks as if Goldson will play mm. More or less every week Davis when Fit will play Every week McGregor and Gold yeah. for Ryan Jack is one That Stephen Jenner like. probably he, he, play. he plays every week And then you would think Morelos And then I think He'll, he'll alternate You know the wide guys It was the weekend It was Arfield, No Nojo and then on came Jones and Stewart so you know you will see changes there
1: i mean craig what would you make of rogers r- response does it does it really matter if he doesn't know exactly what what the strongest starting 11 is and, and what what does that mean because i would imagine that you know a strongest starting 11 to play hamilton at home might look very different from a strongest starting 11 to you know to go to celtic park or to go to Michelin in the, in, in europe
8: i don't know what no, i would agree with that obviously your, your strongest starting 11 could change depending on who you're playing But I think it is important Because for me You know I, They didn't really put to bed the, the demons of progress A couple of years ago Because that's twice they've over And played the fourth best team in Luxembourg And failed to score in both occasions now to, for me Although they get through With uh, doing a win at Ibrox That's no good enough That's just my opinion on it I think you can't go and play The fourth best team in Luxembourg and no score Also I think You know And I think part of that is When you don't know Who your strongest living is And these games You've got to know When you're playing Celtic You know I guarantee you That when Neil Wenning Rocks up To play Rangers And the week before that He'll know In the back I mean, He'll know exactly Who his strongest living are going to be And who's going to play in that game My worry is whether Stephen Steven Gerrard Will know that Because he's got So many options And they're good options So it's arguably a good problem But Right now, when you look at likes so of Ojo, Rebo, Ryan Jack in that midfield, Stephen Davis in that midfield, all fantastic players, and then you've got other players on the bench and who are coming back from injury. and uh, you know, Jamie Murphy's one who I hope to see him um soon because I think he deserves another chance in, in the squad. He got injured at the start of last season. He's a fantastic player, so I don't see any reason why he wouldn't get in the team at some stage as well. So I think that's gonna be one of the issues if, if Celtic and Neil winning. No, who they're going to play? Then we have to know exactly what we are putting up
3: against that. I, th- I think you're doing the, your manager a disservice, Craig. I think that by the time you remember, it's still early on in the season. Everybody has to get game time. Yeah, when they we went over to Progress, it wasn't the greatest performance. Of course, uh, you want goals, but the job was done at Ibrox, uh, and they get through that. They didn't play great football on Sunday. But they got the result I'm sure I do agree with you In one I think Neil Lennon Will know his strongest 11 If everybody's fit For Ibrox But I am sure Steven Gerrard Will know his strongest 11 When Celtic turn up As visitors
1: The one that just seems to be Unavoidable at the moment Roger if you look at social media Or you listen to pundits Like Alex Ray On the show over the weekend And last night Is the left back position yeah. Can you see Stephen Gerrard signing another one Before this window closes um,
2: Yes If Borna Barisic keeps playing the way he played on Sunday Yes I think the manager's hand would be forced Barisic is a real conundrum He's Croatia's first choice left back now It's a country who played in the World Cup final Not so long ago um, He scored goals for Croatia He's not looked out of place In the Croatia team And yet When he comes back to play for Rangers He's put How many times mm. on Sunday Did he get into good positions To deliver a ball And then he swings One of those big aimless high balls Is that the problem is that, to come out is, is, that,
1: is that the main problem For him at the moment And I hope I'm not being too, too unfair on the player That The the only real argument For him at the moment Seems to be He's a Croatian international And if, if that's if that's all that Anyone's building their case on Then there probably is Something missing
2: Yeah Um. You wonder John Flanagan if you remember at the end of the season Rangers before they played at Kilmarnock in the last day of last season I think they went in the run It was at five or six straight wins And Flanagan was in the team Playing at left back he Probably played the best football of his time At Rangers So you wonder Once he gets fit If Stephen Gerrard has this in his head That Flanagan's going to be the left back The,
3: um, way, the way things are going Roger I think he may, may have it in his head That Halliday's going to be the left back shortly I thought well, Sage. I, I still say you've got to give him a bit of time Um he, he, he was poor and Sunday gone. As a manager, really as, as a manager as
2: well, does does he get sucked in for the command goal? Should he be closer to Stephen O'Donnell at a Kilmarnock goal? Because when O'Donnell takes the ball, mm-hmm. He doesn't have the first time He's got time to take it down And then you know, strike strike a shot And the closest Rangers player to him Is
3: Alfredo Morelos Yeah who switches off It depends on what they've been told uh, To defend set plays You don't know what a manager is thinking They'll have a plan People will be told to get into certain positions But I thought you're right I thought he used to the ball And Sunday was dreadful I really did He's struggling a little bit the guy uh, He might come good You never know it just may come good Gordon Uh, But this moment in time I wouldn't be surprised If In the next week or two If they keeps their performances up Halliday's thrown in at left back
1: 01419511025 Big thanks to Craig In Cumbernauld We're going to take more of your calls next
0: Clyde One Super Scoreboard With Thompson's Personal Injury Solicitors The league leader For compensation Talk to Thompson's dot com
1: Roger Hanna and Gordon DL are here Get your calls in 0141 951 And if you'd rather tweet You'll find us at Clyde SSB We do actually have some Scottish football tonight Roger And the only reason I mention it Is because how could you not want to mention The Tunnock's Caramel Wafer Challenge Cup It that's, should be mentioned as often as possible Tunnock's Caramel Wafer Challenge Cup I hope the sponsors are listening Good isn't it it's I l- know where the studios are in nice. case there's any deliveries Nice, the way nice ring to it.
2: Yes indeed um, It's the first round All the Colts teams Against the lower league Non-league teams Tonight and tomorrow night I think Is it Motherwell and Hamilton Play their coach games Tomorrow night So it's the start again of all the competition, It'll be interesting to see who progresses. We had a Welsh team in the final last year, if you remember. And uh, they must have learned quite a bit from Scottish football because they come back and cuffed Conmarnock out of the Europa
1: League. They <laughs> certainly did. Mm-hmm. I, Gordon, I believe at some of those games, maybe even them all, but I noticed that some of them you, you actually get a turnips caramel wafer on your way in
3: the stadium. Oh, that's fantastic! I'll be a, a few games tomorrow night, just jump in between <laughs> one or two. Who's, who's the nearest to Motherwell? Is Motherwell playing Hamilton? No.
1: No, no, Motherwell and Hamilton are two Again games separately. That I played tomorrow night. Yeah.
3: Oh, yeah. They're, they're two, two biscuits. Yeah.
1: Worth braving the rain. For oh, the, yeah. I suppose the hair dye can't run anymore no, now that you've got no, the, no, the no, silver I'm fox. So, so you don't mind getting on the, the rain now. Yeah. Okay. That's why I'm playing a lot Mur- of golf. Motherwell,
2: Mur- I mean. Mur- 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 kids at Home to Spartans, 7.45 tomorrow night. I'll give Alan Burrows a nod. Tell him you'll be in the new mother.
1: We walk down the hill. It's a stone's throw for you. New strip on. Turnips, caramel wafer. Watch the game. Report back to us. Good night. Good night. Oh no 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 no! We've got a problem. Why? As you revealed on the show last week, Wednesdays bath night, isn't it? Bath night, yeah. Bath night, where yeah. you you choose to listen to the. The show yeah. Amongst uh, the bubbles
3: Well I, I sort of uh, Broke the tradition Last week Because I was out Wednesday So I had to make Bath night Friday
1: Wow What a rock and roll lifestyle It was when he started Referring to Wednesday As hump day Roger mm-hmm. that we had to move Swiftly on Because that <laughs> means Something very different <laughs> For Gordon Dale And it does to the rest of us I think Anyway 01419511025 Bob is in Kirk and Tillich. Hi Bob Hi guys
9: Hi Gordon's oh. And uh, Roger Hi Bob Uh I was on the show just the end of last season, just at the tail end of last season, saying that uh, I felt that the Celtic board had to get their uh, start of this season up, uh, up and running right away. And I was at Celtic Park on Saturday, and I have to say, guys, outstanding, fantastic from Celtic. If they play that the rest of the season, uh, they don't have much to worry about. But I don't think uh, they will have the uh, in the row. In the bag Very early But uh, It's going to be a long season We'll
1: see how it goes What are you thinking about the European side of things Bob um, I know there's a A feeling amongst some I think Hugh Kevens is leading it That it's all about the league this season And you know Europe can, can take a bit of a backseat But of course it gives you that Real opportunity to Earn some serious Serious money How important Are these next couple of weeks With the qualifiers?
9: Yeah, of course, uh, the European nights at Celtic Park are legendary. I mean, everybody loves going to Celtic Park and the European nights are fantastic. There's nothing like it in Scottish football. Uh, but I do feel the, the league is the thing for the next two seasons. I think uh, we all know that that's going to be the, next, the big thing in Scotland for the next two years, next two seasons. But, uh
1: can I just make another point, uh, Gordon? Yeah, well, put put that first one to the guy. Sorry, I, I sort of butted in and asked you another question. What what did you make of Bob's um, assessment about you know the sort of flying start the Celtic appear to have made?
2: Yeah, they've done very well um, to get through two European qualifiers. You know. You would expect that But to go and score seven Against St Johnson In the opening day The season has laid down A marker to everyone else Domestically Um, It's always awkward At this time of year For Celtic All these Champions League Qualifiers And having to jump between Europe and midweek and a domestic game At the weekend A different balance act But you listen to both Neil Lennon And Scott Brown Who have said in the last Seven days That the Champions League Qualifiers Those eight games if you can navigate a part successfully through that, Gordon It's almost like winning a fourth trophy for Celtic And you know, they don't get the silverware But they get the money at the end of it You know, like, you know the, all the cash on offer from the Champions League So don't underestimate the importance of these two games against Kluge And hopefully, from a Scottish football point of view Two games against Slavia Prague as well On you go, Bob uh,
9: I was just going to mention uh, After the carry-on at Comalic uh, and Sunday Mm-hmm Uh, At the tail end of last season Celtic Park uh, Rangers were complaining about uh, Scott Brown's uh, celebrations Uh, I feel that uh, all the players All the professional players in the SPL Have a duty Now, Golson ran into the crowd there I'm not just blaming the Rangers players It's all throughout Scottish football They must have a duty of care He ran into the crowd uh, after scoring on uh, Sunday there. and I think that certainly helped in uh, the way the Rangers players the Rangers supporters sorry, uh, celebrated and encouraged them onto the pitch I think uh, so maybe all professional footballers should have a, a wee think just before mm. the uh,
1: I mean Roger they're, they're certainly told Not to It's It usually carries a booking I don't think Connor Goldson Did get booked well, for it Incidentally
2: I, I, I'm going to slightly Defend Conor Goldson And then criticise Some of his teammates Because I think Conor Goldson Actually stopped or, or attempted to stop At the side of the goal Was shoved by a teammate Forward And there were a, a couple of his teammates More than a couple Went past Goldson And did go into the crowd I think Nicola Cattage Was the only one That was actually booked By Willie they call him At the weekend But it's a very valid point Bob makes And I think not only does Stephen Gerrard need to remind these players of their responsibilities Even when that great high of scoring a last minute goal Stephen Gerrard needs to remind them of the responsibilities And I don't think it would do any harm if other managers did the same Because you see Ryan Hedges of Aberdeen going into the crowd And getting a booking after his late goal against Hearts as well There are, and I don't want to be boring here There are health and safety issues there There were young kids in the crowd at Pitaudry when Ryan Hages leapt in I'm sure there were kids in the crowd at at Rugby Park as well The players do have a responsibility
1: We don't have a great deal of time before the news But just on that, the Kelly Trust have issued a statement today Hitting out, really at the SPFL Uh, Roger, this has become a spectacular blame game Which Scotland specialises in When you look at trying to debate these things at the moment Um, Seems particularly difficult But I'll read you the statement quickly Or some of it Kelly Trust voices grave concern At the lack of leadership Direction and sanction By the regulatory Scottish footballing authorities Following incidents uh, At the weekend Talk about trying to You know Portray the game To a worldwide uh, audience Shameful behaviour They talk about Tarnishing the game Um, They have a bit of a go At at, at Neil Doncaster Um, They then accuse Rangers of trying to provide a smoke screen to deflect criticism. Uh, they then say they'll work with the club, the police, the local authority, to provide an open and transparent conclusion following an investigation. What do you what do you make of all this?
2: Well listen, without wanting to be disparaging, what are the Kelly Trust going to say? You know, they they clearly want the SPFL and the SFA to apportion all blame for this at Rangers door. Um Rangers yesterday with their statement, which the Kelly Trust are describing as a smoke screen Rangers are trying to put pressure on the SPFL and the SFA To apportion some of the blame to Kilmarnock For the entry system problems For stewarding, for policing, all of that The bottom line is um, The relationship between the two clubs Has deteriorated badly Over the last period of time Kilmarnock took away a lot of the ticket allocation They used to give to Rangers um, I don't think Steve Clark helped matters When he stood in the pitch in the last day of the season And shouted, bye bye Rangers as the Rangers supporters went out the ground um, There were clearly too many Rangers fans In that end of Rugby Park at the weekend um, Whose fault is that? I, I think it's time for the SPFL to come out I don't expect them to come out today or tomorrow They need to take their time They need to look at CCTV They need to take eyewitness statements They need to speak to the police They need to speak to the stewards But I think it's time for them to come out And say this was A was wrong B was wrong C was wrong And a person blame Properly and correctly Otherwise all we're going to have Is tit for tat statements Between people Aligned to Rangers And people aligned to Kilmarnock
0: Beat the pundit With the Scottish Sun For the best football news And opinion online uk Slash football
1: Beat the pundit time, your chance to win yourself a signed ball if you can get the better of Gordon DL or Roger minus one Hannah. If you fancy it tonight, it's 0141 951 1025, and you have to be quick because you only have until the news at seven o'clock.
0: Clyde One Super Scoreboard with Thompson's Personal Injury Solicitors, the form team for compensation for more than 40 years. Talk to Thompson's.com.
1: Roger Hannah and Gordon DL are here. They kicked off by looking back on some of the weekend's action and, of course, Looking ahead to big nights in Europe for Rangers, Celtic and Aberdeen over the coming days I want to look at Partick Thistle's situation next Jags fans, where are you? Give us a call on 01419511025 News today that Colin Weir, lottery winner, has withdrawn his financial support from the club This comes after a day which saw reports about the transfer budget being cut The club uh, came out and tried to dismiss those Those reports There's stories about the team bus Gordon DL might have to Get the old Passat back in action And give the Partick Thistle players A lift to the game Mm -hmm. at the weekend Lots going on So Thistle fans Get in touch Let us know what you make of it 01419511025 After this
0: Beat the pundit With the Scottish Sun For the best football news And opinion online Thescottishsun.co.uk Slash football
1: We finally got up and running I think for the listeners last night I'm sure Hugh Keevans lost I think he did They had a bit of a, a ropey night The old fella And we got one on the board For the listeners Let's see if we can make it Two in a row Jim is in Easterhouse How are you tonight Jim? Fine Gordon Thank you Fine. Good stuff Jim I'm going to toss the coin Heads, you're going to be up Against Roger Who will start on minus one And Tails You will be up against Gordon DL it is tails Gordon DL Against Jim yeah. From <laughs> He's <laughs> celebrating already It's a victory before we've even started oh Brilliant uh, Right look li-
10: I've
1: <laughs> oh got beef DL You've got beef with him? Aye, my pal used to play
10: for the machine. he was <laughs> The
1: worst manager he played under Oh, who's this? Name and shame Gary uh, you, sorry there you are, some, somebody's spreading stories Probably oh, not surprising God, Not surprising
3: at all, quite right. happy with these stories Let are me g-
1: let me give Gordon some n- Clyde 2 in his ear That way he can't hear you Jim Just in case you're spreading any more stories mm-hmm. about him um, I'm going to get your 30 seconds up and running Your head to head with Gordon You can pass, here is your chance to beat the pundit You ready? Let's go Oh, he's very honest is Gordon DL He can still hear me He can't hear Clyde 2 Producer Andy better get himself through here pronto And sort this situation out There we go That you know he's giving me the thump Jim by the way how honest is that I thought Gordon would have taken the opportunity to cheat there He was listening to us that whole time He's a good guy He's not as bad as my pals There <laughs> we go he's, he's winning your round already Right he can't hear us anymore 30 seconds Head to head You can pass Your Time starts now How many games has Motherwell's Jake Carroll been suspended for? Three Who did Rangers sign Wes Fodderingham from? <laughs> Forest What nationalities? is new signing Liam Miller? Ice Which Scottish team play at Lynx Park? Ice Who did Jim Goodwin play for immediately before joining St Mirren? Forest. 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 What year did Shinsuke Nakamura join, Ranger, uh, join Celtic I should say?
6: 2006
1: Okay let's bring Gordon back Gordon can you hear us?
3: Yeah I can hear you now yeah
1: Jim's saying he was dire I could hear them uh, They were there tough I think they're quite tough tonight okay. I think you're going to struggle as well Oh probably will Yeah I think you will You ready? Go cool. Same set of questions Yep How many games has Motherwell's Jake Carroll been suspended for? Two Who did Rangers sign Wes Fotheringham from?
3: Uh, Scunthorpe What
1: nationalities come new signing Liam Miller? Uh, English Which Scottish team Play at Lynx Park? Lynx Park uh Montrose who did Jim Goodwin play for immediately before joining St Mirren? Um, Alaba What year did Shinsuke Nakamura join Celtic? Uh, 2004 Okay, okay Still think you were dire, Jim? Atrocious Atrocious, he's gone atrocious. from dire to atrocious That could let's, be a good game then Let's find out First question, <laughs> how many games has Motherwell's Jake Carroll been suspended for? It is two So Gordon got it up and running 1-0 to him Who did Rangers sign Wes Fodderingham from? Swindon It was Swindon Oh I knew it started my next None of you got that one right You're a Rangers fan as well Jim You'll be kicking yourself uh, Still 1-0 to Gordon What nationality is Comarnock's new signing Well he was there last season as well Liam Miller He's Canadian Canadian producer Andy made up the questions He's obviously just trying to get Whoa. one in for his countrymen uh, Still 1-0 to Gordon Good game. <laughs> Yeah it's a classic Which Scottish team play at Lynx Park It is Montrose You got there on the end Gordon It yeah. goes 2-0 um, I'm, I'm worried for you at this stage Jim Because you've still got nil on the board Who did Jim Goodwin play for Immediately before joining St Mirren? Was it Stockport? It was Hamilton Aki Oh I did that. Yes it was So it's still 2-0 to Golden DL no. And in what year did Shinsuke Nakamura join Celtic? One of you said 2004 One of you said 2006 It was 2005 Ball. If you've ever seen the oh, famous Shinsuke Nakamura yeah. video Jim, On YouTube
3: Jim you still there? Jim, Jim. You still there, yeah I'm here Yes, I'm glad I got you 2-0, <laughs> <laughs> <Two nil, laughs> see yeah. you later Jim no,
1: Jim, don't let him brag Because he wasn't very good either But oh, he, was, he, was, way he, way. he was still better than you You get zero, he get two hard lines
10: <laughs> <Catchies>. <laughs>
2: oh Jim's got a zero I'm just dying to know Who his pal is That thinks you're the worst manager I've ever had oh, that, You could narrow that down To about 500 people
3: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm not going to lose sleep Over that one would
1: you? 01419511025 Partick Thistle fans Let's hear from you Are you worried Or are you not About today's Turn of events Roger t- Take us through this If, if you can then Because I know your newspaper Has been uh, keeping a, a close eye on it Take us through the last I don't know what it would be 24, 30 hours for Kilmarnock well, uh, First part Thistle I'll
2: take you back to Saturday Where the players had to Go to the end of Drill at um, Under their own steam Had to take their own cars There was no club bus To take them to the game As part of a cost-cutting drive Um Today in light of another story Another newspaper that, that was denied By the Thistle board um, The current board The new board if you like Issued a statement Just explaining the situation Saying that Gary Caldwell still had a budget That is I think To use their quote Third or fourth biggest In the Championship So they're probably saying Behind the and United If you like um, They're saying that There have been Budgetary issues In terms of income But they've managed to bridge that With the sale of Young Aidan Fitzpatrick To Norwich I think they got a sell on When Liam Lindsay moved From Barnsley to Stoke In the summer And they've also made Some cost cutting efficiencies One of which is The demise of the team coach um, they go to Morton Two weeks on Friday They will not have a team bus For the trip to Capelo. Um And after that They have got some longer trips away Inverness have both among them They are endeavouring to have A team bus In place for that Now no sooner Had that statement gone out Than they were really hit With the devastating blow That Colin Weir The lottery millionaire Has withdrawn his funding From the club
1: yeah, let me let me read bits of that statement Huge regret, he says I confirm withdrawing my financial support with immediate effect uh, Current uncertainties about its potential new ownership Combined with no substantive plan for the club's future And instability caused by recent board changes um, And unable to make further investment at this time I've invested £2.5 million to date Including a sum that allowed the club to become debt free With a further £6 million set aside for the training ground and to support the running of the Thistlewear Youth Academy So that's the bit that looks like If they can't come up with some solution Will hit the club quite hard
2: Yeah, I would say so And it's now over to the new board Jackie Lowe has left, Alan Ruff has left Some other former directors have left the club David Beatty is back on the board um, There is interest in buying Partick Thistle from the company Which currently owns both Barnsley and Nice And Francis Flight Gordon, But that deal is far from complete There are Uncertainties over football's Dual ownership roles If you remember back in the day For an example If you remember Mike Ashley Had to dispense with his Shareholding in Rangers Because he can only take you know, I think it's 9.9% of a second club Having had a controlling stake In Newcastle So you would think On the face of it The people who have the Controlling stake in Barnsley Wouldn't be able to take A controlling stake in Partick Thistle That all seems to be up in the air In the minute And I think it's that Kind of uncertainty That has caused Colin Weir Step away from Partick Thistle tonight It is a devastating blow To Partick Thistle um, At the minute It doesn't look as if you think, you know, The new training ground I should say Will go ahead And y- you would worry At the minute About where Partick Thistle Are going to,
1: to going to kick on Now in the future Partick Thistle fans What do you make of it then? Are you worried? Or are you confident That this will all Be worked out in the end? You tell us 0141951 one o two five. From a player's perspective, Gordon, um, when we hear things like the, you know they won't they won't get a bus to mm. take them to the next two away games, that that seems like quite a big deal because you, you don't hear about it too often. I just wonder you, you've you've played and you, you've managed players. Is that as big a deal as it seems to the outside, or will the players just you know shrug and get on with it? Uh,
3: they'll just have to shrug and get on with it, Gordon. But I think it is a big deal. Preparation's everything. This is a big season for Partick, uh, obviously. Roger touched on there at Dundee United, Dundee favourites to, you know, be up there challenging the big budgets. Partick, as the board have come out and said, third biggest or fourth biggest budget in the league. They'll be expecting big things. So if you're going to expect big things from the manager and the players, you've got to at least act professional.
2: Yeah, and it it looks bad. The The next away game at Morton, it's one of the TV games on the Friday night, Gordon, so... All the cameras are going to be there. Yeah. What's it going to look like for Partick Thistle? Gary Caldwell, Brian Kerr, Kenny Miller stepping out the back of a hatchback outside Tarn- uh, outside Capelo to go in and play a game that is crucial for Thistle, having already dropped points at Arlo at the weekend. It, it doesn't put out the type of image that should be associated with a full time team of the stature of Partick Thistle. Think,
3: I think you're right there, Roger. It's not like they're a part time team, it's not like they're paying poor wages. So if you're going to be A professional full-time club Act like one, Gordon Get a team bus It's important uh, uh, You're right, Roger Stepping step out of cars And all that capital Plus the fact If you're in a team bus And you're going to a game You find that players Like to have a chat Talk about the game Talk about what's happening It Gets everyone together as well I think that is a real I think that's a body blow for players Players do like the fact To getting on a bus Getting together for that game And going to the way ground And what the Thistle statement didn't say this
2: afternoon The Thistle Club statement, not Colin Weir's statement What it didn't say was What's actually happening with this proposed takeover mm. You know, it's, some directors have clearly left the football club Because they weren't happy you know, I remember Jackie Lowe and her associated directors Putting a statement out shortly after they left And that would have worried you If you were a Thistle mm. fan um, the future ownership of the club Was not addressed in the statement today All it said was Gary Colwell's budget's untouched And we're, we're making contingency savings elsewhere but Now Colin Weir Who has been extraordinarily generous To Partick Thistle Since his his fortunate lottery win Even he now has reached a point Where he's worried about his investment And has withdrawn his investment and, and it's a day of more questions and answers for Partick Thistle
1: Partick Thistle fans, let's hear from you 01419511025 Alistair's in Corker Hill Hi Alistair
5: Hi, good evening Gordon, Gordon and Roger I, I've actually been uh, on the road since 25 to 7, Gordon So I haven't heard any of the calls What I was going to phone up about But being a football fan I'm worried about what could happen at Thistle Especially what's happened in the past a couple of times and this time, because Jerry Collins was on STV tonight and he's really feeling for that. How do you feel about yourselves, fellas?
1: I mean, Roger, we don't want to paint it out to be more dramatic than it is at this stage. As you says, it's more about unanswered questions rather than impending doom yeah. at, at the moment.
2: Yeah, I would agree. But, it, you know, Vissal's results on the pitch hadn't been great. They were relegated. They, they fluttered with another relegation last season. Um, Gary Colburn came in, he stabilised them, he kept them up. That was a good thing for Partick Thistle But what would worry me is that A lot of the people who were involved at the club Jackie Lowe, Alan Rufford, Come back into the club in an ambassadorial, directorial role A couple of other directors They've left, they've gone They don't like what's happening at the club They've walked away Um, Colin Weir, who had put in £2.5 million A lot of money, Gordon Even for a lottery winner, it's a lot of money Had put £2.5 million in Had rendered the club debt-free had promised to bankroll the new training ground um, On the west side of Glasgow He's now not happy He's walked away as well So while we're speculating on the future Because we don't know all the ins and outs All we can go on is, is the statements that you know people associated with our make. We don't know What would worry is the people on the inside A number of the people on the inside Are walking away because they're not happy With what they've been told and the assurances they've been given You know Alistair and the other Thistle fans They've every right to be concerned
1: See the thing is Alistair I don't think you're even a, a Thistle fan as such You're just a, a, a concerned I'm,
5: Jordan, but I'm a football fan yeah. in general And uh, especially when Sometimes I go there When the Rangers are away And they uh, put you on my way doing the St Merton's party now I'm just a football freak in general I not worry for teams In case we have another third line Or anything while in my hands
1: Gordon I suppose the Thing about the next couple of weeks Because Prior to all this The intention from Gary Caldwell Was to still sign more players So we'll, we'll, well, The proof will be in the pudding If you like Are they able to bring in a few more The first statement If you like The one from Partick Thistle today um, Was suggesting that the, the transfer Or the player budget Isn't going to be
3: affected So we'll
1: watch with interest Over the next couple of weeks To see if new players do come
3: in I'll be, I'll be very surprised Gordon If I was a Partick Thistle player Or um, Involved in the club I'd be a bit worried If you can't If you're cutting costs With a team bus Remember this is probably Every fortnight Two two a month A team bus You're cutting costs And you're taking away From your players And yet You're still saying Well the budget's Not going to be touched I can't see Gary Caldwell Going out And putting another I don't know What part it pays Say they pay 700 quid Or 500 quid I don't see them Putting another 700 pound a week On the wage bill A lot of it's about Perception as well It's about the image Of the
2: football club Remember years ago Aberdeen get rid of the toaster from Petodrain, it was only to you know to save a few quid. The, the The publicity was dreadful for the club. This publicity for Partick Thistle is dreadful. They look like that, a that's
1: mu- a bigger deal than the bus itself, the, probably. Yeah, yeah,
2: they look like a Mickey Mouse operation when they're rolling up at Championship games, asking players to get you know out the back of their own cars to go and play, and or, it's noted, or
1: fund their own bus, presumably. Yeah,
2: and, and it's noted they didn't win the game at Alloa mm. at the weekend. You know, off the back of having to take their
1: own cars to the games. Hugh is a Partick fan. He's in Cumbernauld. Hi, Hugh.
10: How you doing? Uh, <laughs> I don't know where to start. Yeah, you know, if, if, if you talk about professionalism, I mean, it's, not, it's only a couple of months ago that we had the players out in La Manga, but the players out in Tenerife. Then all of a sudden, we're told the players can't take they got to take a car. Now that's totally unprofessional, as far as I'm concerned. Then my biggest concern to me is obviously. Why is everybody, Why do they want to buy Patrick Thistle? Call me a cynic Everybody knows There's land up there And there's land to be built For student flats And um, I, I tell you what These Patrick Thistle Have got a lot to answer for I don't know if you have views Or another guys
2: Well I, I don't know who's going to come in Hugh. There, There's talk of this company Who own Nathan and Barnsley Being interested in the club I don't know what the future's going to hold But You would be surprised If anyone at all came in and pledged the level of investment that Colin Weir had pledged Now, for me, there's something wrong when Colin Weir is walking away from the football club tonight Um, I'm not sure what that is, what's wrong It'll probably all come out in the wash But it's not the start to the season Partick Thistle would have been looking for they were great in the Betfred Cup they're through they've got home tie against Ross County a weekend Saturday um, football for all the drop points at the end of the weekend the football has been more encouraging recently under Gary Colwell but the off-field stuff is casting a cloud over the club at the minute
10: Yeah, I don't think so Rich. I don't think they're strong enough I think they'll do well to stay up this year this team's not good enough uh, and the reason why Colin Wears pulled the club is because Jackie Lowe's away Jackie Lowe and and and, the, and and that's the reason why Jackie was is gone, Colin Beale's gone because of Jackie was has gone. So, uh, I, 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 I certainly won't be back. I certainly won't be back. I'm sorry, but I won't be back.
1: Just on on the back of this, you that this is enough. Is this your, your breaking point?
10: Yes, yeah, and my breaking point is the 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 fact that this mob. If I, I'm i just I pray it's not. I pray it's not then because they, they've told you that These they do not spend money. These do not spend money What they do is they try and make the clubs better Then sell it on But as I say, I'm a cynic I think they bought it for the land And I don't think this will be in five years time If this, if this Chinese guy buys it
1: Well I mean that's uh, Granted Hugh is applying quite a bit of guesswork there We don't know, we'll watch with interest in the next couple of weeks Thank you very much Hugh and Cumbernauld
2: no, I was just going to say you know People are presuming the, the company who own Nice and Barnes are going to buy it And then you know, Hugh's clearly worried about that. I think equally worrying might be what happens if if this takeover doesn't go through. Where's the funding coming from from Partick Thistle? They're already saying in terms of income, there's not enough income incoming. Gordon, they're having to make savings. That's why the that's the reason the bus has gone. So if there's not a takeover, what does the future then hold for Partick Thistle? 01419511025
1: We've got a full time teaser lined up for the guys. You only are looking for four answers tonight. Oh. So that probably tells you something about the difficulty level of the question. Get your pen and paper ready, it's coming up next.
0: Clyde One Super Scoreboard with Thompson's Personal Injury Solicitors. Getting you full compensation is their goal. Talk to Thompson's.com.
1: Gordon DL and Roger Hannah are here Still plenty of time for you to get your calls in Or tweet at Clyde SSB if you want the number It's 0141 951 1025 And whilst I'm giving out contact details You might want to take this down Fulltime at Clyde1.com That's fulltime at Clyde1.com An extra way for you to get involved in the show If you've got a nice question, a nice piece of trivia You send the question in And I'll try and get it on the show And catch the pundits out for... Usually the last section, the last half an hour starting now So for instance, this is the way it works John has sent tonight's question in And he says, since 1999 This is a cracker by the way Four players have played in the English Premier League Have played in or for Scotland And have a Scottish place anywhere in their name You want me to repeat that? No, because it doesn't matter to me. Since 1999, four players have played in the English Premier League, have played in or for Scotland, and have a Scottish place anywhere in their name. Surname. Surname, right. yeah.
2: Is Jason Scotland one?
1: No. No. A place. So it's like towns, cities, mm-hmm. villages I mean this is tough That's why we've only mm-hmm. given you four answers There were more But I managed to alter the question a bit And trim Sean it Sean Dundee Did he play up here? Yes Did he? Not sure
2: I've never Didn't heard of him so. yeah.
3: No
1: I'm
2: for Liverpool Liverpool striker
3: Oh Sean Dundee mm-hmm.
2: no. Didn't play up here
3: mm-hmm. That's a good one I like that
1: I don't yeah. <laughs> this, is, this is the type that's going to send you over the edge I think Gordon Deer Oh no,
3: I've already gone
1: um, I was doing the fact checking earlier I did look up Sean Dundee He did play for Liverpool But he did not play in or for Scotland
2: Since 99 Four players have played in the EPL In or for Scotland uh-huh. And have a Scottish place in their name Come
1: on, let's see what you're made of on Twitter Let's see if you can beat these two off is the it, mark They've it, not got any an yet It's like old Formula
2: 1 one isn't it? Sterling Moss
1: Johnny Dumfries and they have and it's all surnames, by the way.
2: It's all surnames. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
1: No, of course it's anywhere in the surname, so it might be the full words you know. It might, it might be Could someone be Glasgow, be Jackson, Advin.
2: No. no,
3: What a shout that. Ah, but he's not playing in the English Premier League, is he? My no, is he in
2: no. the Championship? championship. Then?
3: But yeah. it was a great shout. It's a great it? shout. Is there another
1: Advin? No. No. Andy. No. Remember <laughs> 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 him. I like that uh, Right, let's see what you're made of on Twitter Since 99, four players have played in the English Premier League Have played in or for Scotland And have a Scottish place anywhere in their surname Cracker, I love oh, it like Let's that. speak to Alan, who's in Drumchapel. That's not one of them, hi Alan Hello, panel,
7: how you doing? Good, Alan um, Is that a hard question or not? <laughs> uh, but um, my my quick point is just about this carry-on me. Uh, the fans running on, the, well, on top of the, the disabled shelters. Yes, I think this is uh, that's terrible for me. The, the supporters should know that before they do it. If they run onto the park, the park are like, damage like that. then over a fact they're going to maybe even put the club into a bit of trouble because like, even people at the income man, it's going to be like Coming into Rangers Thinking well Rangers Are going to get
1: themselves Into bother for doing that Well that's the wider discussion Then Roger isn't it I mean trying to debate Something like this In this part of the world Is brutal Because if you're a Rangers fan A lot of people want to Absolve Your fellow fans Of any blame And point the finger elsewhere And if you're not a Rangers fan You seem desperate to pin All uh, the blame On the Rangers fan But the bigger The bigger question is, is As Alan says About this idea of getting into trouble Is there a deterrent Can there be a deterrent What would be a deterrent
2: well, I've uh, had this uh, discussion uh, before Are you going uh, back down the strict liability route Because I, I'm not particularly sure that would work um, I think you need to take a step back um, It's not a black and white issue There were wrongs for me on many levels um, Major supporters should not have been in the roof Of that disabled dugout There's no doubt about it um, forget, what, the, the, There are other issues as well though You know, we, we even discussed it earlier on Players have a responsibility the, you know, Not just Rangers players We mentioned Ryan Hedges of Aberdeen as well There's been others too last season Did Scott Brown not get a second yellow card at For going park, into yeah. the same stand at Rugby Park For me, there's an onus in players Not to, mm. to go and engage their own fans They're I mean, not we, supposed we, to do it We had but,
1: Celtic fans on last night Actually being honest enough to say you know, Rather than this blame game We've experienced this at yeah, Rugby Park Can yeah. we think? And you so know,
2: th- there were clearly Ticketing or entry or stewarding or policing problems You could see, Nick and I could tell Even before the Goldman went There are far too many people Mm. in that stand garden Mm. So there are a lot of issues to be tackled By the authorities, the SPFL among them And we need to give them time To to go back through the images To go back through the witness statements And have a proper look at where Mm.
1: The the blame lay. If you like, yeah, maybe that's just what we like to do here. We want by Monday night to yeah, have one listen. group or one person to pin I'm, I'm, I'm all the blame on and, and yeah, move on. No, when listen, the truth I'm is, the, it's far more I'm complex the, than that. I'm the same myself, uh, Alan. What did you make of it on the field?
2: Yeah, well,
7: on the field, uh, for me, I was thinking. Well, the the first half was quite really good. Actually, I thought we should have maybe put the bed to bed, uh, put the game to bed in the first half but maybe the second half we started slacking off a wee bit, but I think the players are still a wee bit missing where Kent used to be, where we used to play, because Kent used to be good at doing that and keeping the the team good, but I think the players, the way they started playing, they ended up missing Kent a wee
1: bit. Gordon, I think when you when you go there There's a combination of factors One that Kilmarnock are Despite what you've seen in, in mm-hmm. pre-season Are hard to beat You look at the players they've got The, the, the sort of spine of the team mm-hmm. Um, we, we know the pitch as well So you've got a couple of things to combat And the chances of any team going there Playing open, free-flowing football And
3: dismantling Kilmarnock Are pretty slim Well, they've got players that know how to play the system, Gordon Under Steve Clark. Um, Alessio didn't change much of it The The one thing that was noticeable On Sunday The minute Rangers got the ball Camarnock just dropped onto their 18-yard box And then they had bodies in front And Brothie up front Running from side to side And says to Rangers Basically come and break us down uh, Rangers were too slow in the ball Maybe that was because of the conditions I'm not making excuses for them But the pitch Alec Ray was there He said that Obviously it hadn't been watered And you know It wasn't um, you know For Rangers to get Their passing game going um, But Come Are very disciplined In what they do They made it difficult For Rangers But it was all about The win I think For Rangers Especially after Celtics You know Convincing 7-0 And the way they played On Saturday And they set The, the league campaign going um, It was up to Rangers To go to a difficult ground And people will find It hard down there Because They have got Decent experienced players That know how to play uh, and it's always a difficult ground to go to But it was about just getting the result I didn't think Rangers played particularly well But I don't think Rangers bothered about that I think it was all about getting out of there with three points
1: That's something that Rangers managed to do very well At this time last season, Alan If you remember the European qualifiers The route to the group stages They didn't have to be brilliant. They had different challenges to face They found ways of, of winning games or, or drawing the right games And they got there Are you confident that can continue this week against Michelin?
10: Yeah, I'm sure.
7: I'm sure they will. I'm hoping they do. Anyway, well, they, I I've heard as well this first this first game against Kilmarnock. This that's the most points we've got against Kilmarnock just in the first game than we did in the full season last season.
1: Yeah, I certainly struggled in the head-to-heads last season, Roger. Yeah, only two points. I think were
2: two draws at Ibrox, two defeats at Rugby Park. So it's a positive start. We said earlier on the show, Alan, we could sit here and pick flaws in the Rangers' performance all night long. The bottom line is. They won the game They get the same Three points on Sunday The Celtic had got For scoring seven goals On Saturday So They've won the game They've won away from home Against the side who finished third In the Premiership Last season It's a positive start For Stephen Gerrard So he moves on now Tough game in Denmark On Thursday night And then Home to Hibs Which will probably be Equally tough on Sunday
1: Thank you very much That was Alan Indram-Chapel gives a call back Sometime Alan It's 0141951 one oh two five I'm looking at Twitter to see if we have got any right answers. Right, go ahead um, and oh, no oh, yet. Sorry, go for that. Um I've got some, some funny ones coming in though I must admit um wait, what, what wait, I was wait, going what?
2: to ask I don't know if this is I'm still struggling with the question. Barry Bannon
1: Yes. Has it got Annan. It does it's got Annan in it. Superb no, Roger no, I'm, I'm gonna I'm t- impressed
2: I'm gonna test Master Smith Christian Daly no yes how? How? D- 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 Daly is a place in Ayrshire That Ross Robbie, and M- Robbie McCrory come from Is it from.
1: spelt the same?
2: Yep Two L's
1: D-A-I-L-L-Y Well it looks like It's one of those questions John that's going to have 50 million answers That we hadn't thought of But are you sure? Definitely spelled uh, the one, same 100% yeah. Where because
2: there, It's just along from My stomping ground of Girvan It's where the McCrory twins come from Village
1: of Daly Because to be fair John sends a lot of questions in As you know And um he always researches them thoroughly And he says Note places Are towns, villages and cities With upwards of 2,000 people According to the 2011 census I couldn't
2: possibly say How many people live in Daly. I think it's uh,
1: 1,984 uh-huh. I don't know I'm just making it up mm-hmm. I mean the, the two Macquarie boys Have left They've left yeah But Barry uh,
2: Bannon's one Barry Bannon With Annan and it Okay mm-hmm. No worries
3: yeah, I, I think you're on your own, Miss Roger. Because um, <laughs> I'm going through Motherwell's, Airdrie's, Hamilton's. Uh, oh, Hamilton's. No, oh. too late for Willie Comarlock is not it? Willie Comarlock no, he's not there. Um, Bishop Briggs. What? <laughs> <laughs> phone phone Bishop Briggs and ask if he knows the answer. Stephen <laughs> Bishop Briggs.
1: Uh, funny you mentioned Motherwell there, Gordon, because yeah. we have had our first. Involvement from the compliance officer of the new season, Roger Hannah. And yep. the reason we're going to mention this tonight, let's treat this as a learning curve because we can we will eventually get one of these involving Celtic or Rangers. And the phone lines will blow up and the questions will be, why does this never happen to any other teams? And how can this be possible if the referees saw it at the time? Well, Jake Carroll of Motherwell has been given the first upgraded Yellow card of the season He was booked by referee David Munro For a bad tackle on Livingston's Nicky Devlin at the weekend But the compliance officer has since Got involved The panel of three ex-referees was asked Do you think it should have been a red card Because the referee did not properly see it Even though he saw it and gave the yellow He didn't see the full extent of it That's been upheld And Jake Carroll now missed two games One against Celtic And one against Hearts
2: Yeah I was actually at the game And it did happen Away in the far side of the pitch At the Tony Macaroni Um, So I've got a bit of sympathy For David Munro The young referee Because at the time I didn't think it looked A red card challenge At all I thought Yellow card It was two guys going for the ball Jake Carroll was Slightly late On Nicky Devlin I have to say I agreed with the referee at the time And I thought it was a yellow card You see a different angle in the television camera A far closer angle It doesn't look great to be fair does it It it, it doesn't (laughs) look great But I, I was still surprised when it was upgraded today I have to say
3: yeah I'm with Roger um, you There are
1: two s- things here though Gordon aren't there? It's, it's not necessarily about Do you think it was a red or not It's about the, the process Because yeah, I I Fraser, like the Fraser process. Wishart's big on it He doesn't like that no, upgrading of
3: I totally agree I think if the referee Who's obviously seen the incident Gordon because he's he's handed a yellow card out I think you just accept that I think it's just You know human decisions on the day The referee's a part of the game I don't like this Two days later or a day later You know Three Ex-referees sitting down a panel And then saying No we'll upgrade that To a red card I, I, I'm with Fraser Wisher For once in my life I totally agree with him I don't agree with that The referee Has seen the incident He's given a yellow card I think that should be enough Write down the time That you've agreed with Fraser On something mm. that, That's
1: the yeah. first time ever mm-hmm. Yeah um, Yeah I mean Roger Is it's likely that, that We'll see some of these As, as the the season progresses What is interesting though Is The fact that in, in the past There's been this school of thought That you'd be as well Appealing everything Because Some of them yeah. were so Unpredictable last yeah. year But Motherwell Have said Well do you know what We think that was a red card We think it was a red card We've looked at it We think it was a red We're not going to appeal it We're not going to issue a statement We're not going to make a song and dance About it. we're so hard done by And they've just taken it on the chin Will that catch on? No Oh okay
2: Don't be ridiculous
1: Sorry, it was worth a a try Um, John's question's causing all sorts of of drama here But uh, it's it's John's list, you just blame him We're looking for, on the teaser tonight Since 1999, four players have played in the English Premier League Have played in or for Scotland (laughs) And have a Scottish place anywhere in their surname You've got Barry Bannon (laughs) (laughs) I've no idea Okay, we'll try and get the rest of the answers next Is there a wick in there somewhere? No No, okay We'll get the rest of the answers next.
0: Clyde One Super Scoreboard with Thompson's personal injury solicitors. They play to win every time. Talk to Thompson's.com.
1: Roger Hannah and Gordon DL are here. Uh, they've not walked out in a huff because this <laughs> teaser question is very difficult. Thanks to John for sending it in tonight, full time at Clyde1.com, if you want to send the questions and Just to be clear, they don't need to be as complex as this, but just we'd love to have all your questions full time at Clyde One.com. Tonight's is Can you name Since 1999 Four players have played In the English Premier League Have played in Or for Scotland And have a Scottish place Anywhere In their name The guys have got One of four They've got Barry Bannon So Bannon Is part of Bannon I'll, I'll help you out With some of the ones That are coming in on Twitter Just quickly before we speak To Tom and the line um, Bertie says Joey Barton Because of Dumbarton But that's the other way around would need to have Dumbarton In his name Think about that So uh, Hugh moan has gone for James Forrest He's not played in the English Premier League um, What else have we got coming in? And I'll have to say Roger We did a bit of research You went for Christian Daly Yeah And it turns out that Daly has a population of 880 So it doesn't come or under 8,
2: 878
1: It, it doesn't the come reason, under yeah. uh, John Smith's list Because he told you it was Towns, cities, villages of 2000 and over As per the last census Yeah So <laughs> he does his research this guy Right have <laughs> you got any more? You've got Barry Bannon Hey Don Kerry that is brilliant Yeah, Where is Cowie? Sterling Yeah superb I thought that was the hardest Just one next to Billy Bannockburn <laughs> I must admit I thought that was the hardest one
3: Barry Bannon Don I've been, Cowie I've, I've been all around Lanarkshire Oh What about Alec Cleland? <laughs> yes Oh well yeah. a beauty Well done <laughs> Superb
1: <laughs> Superb <laughs> Alec Cleland Cleland And all of a sudden You've only got one to get oh. Alec Cleland Don Cowie Barry Bannon Tom's a St Mirren fan What did you make of the weekend Tom?
10: We were disappointed uh, Gordon But at the end of the day That's how well Did you Gordon Gordon and Roger as well By the way guys
2: Happy new season Tom Hi Tom
10: Hi Roger How are you doing guys uh, Just a wee update do you think, uh, Roger do you think We'll stay up this year Yes So do you
1: did you tip Roger For the, the um, bottom two I'm places i want to whisper
2: it After the first day of the season I did tip Ross County To get down <laughs> well, um, But listen they're, they're always going to get high From Flag Day up there They caught right, Hamlet Knackies On okay. a bad day mm-hmm. um, they, they played well it all it's a long winter Gordon as, you, as you'll discover I just think Tom St Marin showed there A bit of steel last season um, Coming back from The debacle of the, the League Cup At the start of the season Losing Alan Stubbs They, they sort of re-energised again and. January Fresh players in, and And they kicked on And they stayed up um, A lot of those players Are still there Jim Goodwin's Not long in the door He's beginning to add The lad Durmus Played very well In his league debut At the weekend um, They've added Jorkiev, Obika Tony Andrew In forward area So you would think There's a goal scoring threat There as well they, They've added Foley in the midfield McLaughlin at the back they're trying to get Kel McAllister back Be it in a loan deal again or a permanent deal I just think St Mirren will, will just I think they'll have enough to stay up
1: Yeah Gordon I mean there were certainly encouraging signs at the weekend Granted no points But yeah. you know, you're know you looking for signs that things can get better Yeah
3: I watched the highlights against Hibs at Easter Road I thought Hibs missed a, a few good chances as well Gordon uh, Sorry Tom uh, I might be doing you a favour here I've, I've tipped St Mirren to go down I, didn't, I don't think their preparation With their signings I thought they've left it a bit late yeah,
1: you, you say that though But there are still like Three weeks of the window
3: left And, yeah. and they are now
1: yeah. They are now seemingly I, I, I Getting just, their squad together
3: Yeah I, th- I think me personally I think they're just bringing in Numbers Gordon To help them I could Look I would love to be wrong Because the one club I do like Outside Moan, I like St Man I like but, everything about them I mean them, to be the fair the pl- there, the
1: Roger will, will, will shed more light On this as well The players they've brought in Do f- Appear to be fitting to what they're what they're Trying to do Roger In well their priority positions It's not like it is Just a numbers game Yeah and they, were,
2: they were unlucky Lost a late goal To Scott Allen At the weekend I'm told The performance prior to that Had been good Sean McLaughlin Missed a header At the back post About a minute Before Scott Allen Scored the goal At the other end So it was a more Encouraging performance Than the fans had seen In that Betfred Cup When they were poor Against Edinburgh City Albion Rovers East Colbride They lost at home To the Infermline. I I think they'll take a lot Jim Goodwin said as much In in the interview After the game With Fraser At at the weekend He's taking a lot Out the game Um, They don't have an easy Run of games coming up You'll be able to confirm Tom Is it it Aberdeen at home Then Rangers at home
10: Aberdeen on Sunday
2: Then Rangers the following Yeah And uh... and there's no League No League Cup Obviously they're out in the League Cup as well So It's an awkward start But Listen that might just allow The new guys to settle in a little bit When there's less pressure on them To get results The big games You know Tom Will be against Hamilton Against Levy Against Ross County They're whispering in this show Against St Johnson Down in that bottom six If you can get more points Than you lose In those games Tom You'll be fine
1: Bring on Aberdeen That's what I say Bring on Aberdeen They look pretty good as well Don't they After the weekend going. Yeah,
3: Aberdeen I think that'll be a tough one um, You look at their first three games Hibs away Aberdeen at home, Rangers. Um, I would like to see them picking up some points, but I don't think they will. I think Aberdeen will beat them. I think Rangers will beat them. And then it's a bit of pressure on the next game. Um, as I said, Gordon, I, you've, you've got to tip some team to go down. Um, and I've tipped St Mirren. Um, I hope I'm totally wrong, because as I said, a lot of good people there, a lot of good friends there. and uh, But I just... On a professional note I had to go for a team I went for St Man.
1: Okay thank you Tom In Paisley um, The Tunnock's Caramel Wafer Challenge Cup Is underway tonight As we mentioned earlier on And Just A, a couple of players Jumping out at me From the, the team selections Roger of course It's the Colt teams For the, the yeah. Premiership side Celtic and Rangers Are both involved Tonight The Rangers one The, the name that jumps out Is Eros Gresda Because if you believe the reports today and the, the 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 quote's come from his agent is that he's about to seal a move to France but he's actually playing for the Rangers Colts team tonight
2: yeah they, they used to say if you if you're really out of the picture and you were getting punished you were sent to Coventry clearly in a Rangers context you get sent to Berwick um i'm really surprised Eros Gresda is included you know away from home down at Berwick against a lowland league side um he is so far out of the picture it's scarcely believable if you believe what the agent says this afternoon He will soon be away to France I know Dijon and Brest were both keen to take him I would think there would be a loan deal done In the next 48 hours And everyone should keep their fingers crossed It doesn't get injured tonight
1: Yeah, I mean in terms of the Celtic team The names that you perhaps have seen in the first team Would be Ewan Henderson He plays tonight Jack Aitchison Armstrong, Ocoflex, Um So... Um, you know Like I say Gordon It is mostly the Colts team You're just always looking For the odd uh, yeah, So called senior pro who's Who's been pitched in there
3: Yeah I'm a bit I'm a bit like Roger um, You know you, you look at that Rangers one That If he is going to go out the door Why take him All the way down to Berwick And risk him In a game like that Because yeah. Certainly Rangers do Need him out the door They need him Probably Off the wage bill as well um, He's not really Fitted in it Ibrox I don't see him Having even When he comes back from loan, I don't think he'll have a career at Rangers. I think they'll offload him as soon as they possibly can. So, a bit of a strange one that to take him away down and play him the Colts game at Berwick Berwick, if you're going to get him out and loan. Right,
1: we've only got. Couple of, what, one full day a couple of days If you add all the hours up left of the English transfer window Roger um, I'm looking at the, the television screen behind you With the yellow banners everywhere A popular station I'm sure you can imagine which one They make such a big deal out of it one, There is one day and 21 hours left Will there be a knock-on effect for us? Who Who's, in, who's in, in danger? Who's at risk of being poached away In the next one day and 21 hours? Well,
2: if you're Celtic you would wonder Would Kieran Tierney Still be a Celtic player After 5pm on Thursday If you're an Aberdeen fan You would wonder If Scott McKenna Will still be at the club Having put in his Transfer request um, To leave Amid interest from QPR And Nottingham Forest If you're a Rangers fan And with a Rangers fan On earlier on Asking about the link With Brentford You would maybe worry That Alfredo Morelos Could leave Before 5 o'clock This time All the Scottish clubs Have a little bit of comfort In so much as the English window shuts Five o'clock on Thursday. Scottish window doesn't shut until midnight in September the second. So even if Tierney and McKenna and Morelos all go, there is still scope for them to be replaced.
1: How do you see Scott McKenna's situation playing out? Is it, would would Celtic be back on alert, or is this likely to be to try and arrange a move to England? Um, I think it's more
2: likely to be to try and arrange a move to England. There's been that interest from Forrest and from QPR. To my understanding None has reached a level of bid anywhere close to the one that was knocked back by Aston Villa 12 months ago. Um, Aberdeen are under no pressure to sell. They don't need the money. They've got a player contracted until 2023. Aberdeen, for me, hold all the cards. I would expect them to be on the flight to Croatia with the team tomorrow. I would expect them to play against Rijeka on Thursday night. But you just never know the money swelling about the English game. If someone meets Aberdeen's valuation, he will be gone
1: Fulltime at Clyde1.com That's the address you need to send your questions to If you want to hear them on the show John sent this one in tonight and it is a cracker Since 1999, four players have played in the English Premier League Have played in or for Scotland And have a Scottish place anywhere in their surname A lot to take in but the answers will help you guys like Barry Bannon, Annan, Don Cowie, which is a village in Stirling, and Alec Cleland. Now that means you've only got one of the four to go. I'm quite impressed with you, I must admit. And it's been a good team effort. You come up with Alec Cleland. Oh, just, um, just
2: down the road, Nicky Law.
1: Law. He's done it. He's nailed it before oh, I've even started. The,
3: Roger. Wh- where's
1: your sense of suspense? I've not even started the theme tune yet, and he has nailed the last answer. Sick Nicky Law. Just along the road from Cleland Yep See I was, go- I was going, that
3: yeah, going that direction You were going that direction You're actually p- past Cleland I, wonder, I, know.
1: I wondered why you had the map out over there I was wondering <laughs> what you were doing um, Played for who in the English Premier League? What was it Was it Bradford? No Sheffield United? Mm-hmm. It was Sheffield oh, United okay. Nicky Law oh, There we go And then played just oh, just down the road again In Motherwell In yep. the top flight didn't he So there we go That was a great effort I must admit Thank you very much Roger Hanna and Gordon DL For joining me Gordon Duncan As always The biggest thanks goes to you for your calls, for your tweets and for just listening to us as well. We will be back tomorrow night, 6 o'clock in the company of Mark Guidi and Jim Duffy. In the meantime, just stay right where you are because Callum Gallagher is up next.
0: Scoreboard with Thompson's personal injury solicitors. Compensation
3: you deserve. When there's been foul play, talk to thompsons.com.